Hey, welcome to the Victory Family Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's Kingdom Builders time. This uh, It's all year that time, but Unaltered's one of the ministries that Victory that you, that you care for and that you support. It's raising up a generation of Christian leaders. And these are, I've, I've spent time with these young men and women. They're remarkable people, absolutely remarkable. And I just want to take a minute and welcome Newcastle and Meadville and those worshiping with us online. Cranberry, would you welcome them? Come on, man. One church, multiple locations. Come on, John Maxwell is coming to Cranberry and to Meadville and to Newcastle. Hallelujah. He's coming to victory. And I want to encourage you guys to to make sure you open your heart to one of the greatest opportunities you'll have to be able to sit under that type of teaching and ministry. Uh, Usually it's a paid event if you're going to go hear Maxwell. And he's coming here because you're a part of his work. And so it's going to be an incredible, incredible weekend. Make sure... You invite people in every sphere of your life. It's going to be an incredible time. I want to take you into a message today uh, that, will, that absolutely is critical for every Christian to have in their everyday life. And it's simply this. I want to talk to you about having the daily presence of God in your life. Everybody say daily. The day, how do I have God's manifest presence where he, God's dealing with me, God's speaking to me, God's literally interacting with me and I'm interacting with him? Can you have that on a daily basis? Can it become real, so real that you would long for it? I want to help you to understand how to do that. Today's message is, is however, listen, it's going to be practical, not mystical. Spending time with God and in his presence is not a mystical thing. It's actually one of the most practical things imaginable. It's, it's, it's a father and his sons and daughters together. And, and in fact, what I'm going to really help you to do, not just by teaching it, but we're going to experience together at all of our campuses, including those of you that are online, is actually how to have a daily devotional. I'm going to show you at the end of the service, we're going to do it together, and you're going to experience God's presence. And I want to help you to be able to take that into your everyday life. Because having a daily experience in the presence of God, which brings his power and his direction, the direction of the Holy Spirit, is available to you. It's available to you every day of the world. And I want to help you to do that. To have a daily time with God where you're experiencing his presence, not where it becomes a burden. How many of you know there are things you have to do? And then there are things you get to do. Uh, I get to go golfing at Oakmont in a couple of weeks. If you're a golfer, how many of you know that's a treat? You say, what's a golfing at Oakmont? Well, bless your heart. I get to. I don't have to. I get to. I have to cut my grass. Now, I don't mind cutting it, honestly, but if I could pick not to do it, because I, can I be really honest with you? When the grass usually turns brown, that's when I'm happiest. People try to make it green. I'm saying, Jesus, make it brown where it won't grow anymore. A daily devotional for most people is a have to. And my hope today is that you not only understand it, but you experience what that looks like. So it it becomes a get to for you. And it really is that. You know, as I said, Maxwell's coming. And I've had the great privilege on two two separate times to spend multiple days, three, four days in a row with John and just a handful of other leaders. Um, half of them, most of them, uh, were some were pastors, most were from the business world on one of the trips. And I can tell you it's one of the greatest experiences of my life. But I want you to understand that 
whoever that may be in your world, whether if, if you had the opportunity, if it was like an Elon Musk or Bill, uh, Bill Gates or uh, a Warren Buffett or who, fill in the blank. And if you're old enough and you love music, maybe Jimmy Buffett. I don't, how many of you remember Jimmy Buffett wasting away in Margaritaville? You're like looking for my lost shaker salt. Okay, well, anyway. It's not just the privilege of being with some of the greatest men and women that may mentor you, may long to, boy, I'd do anything to spend a couple days with them. They could help me. Every day of the world, you have the privilege to not just be in God's presence as a duty, but as a relationship, to experience his presence, his power. In his presence, listen, is fullness of joy. In his presence is peace. Where he'll lead you, he'll guide you, he'll direct you, he'll show you things to come. That's the relationship God wants to have with you. And I want to take you to three points today to help you to understand it. And then we're going to practice it at all of our campuses because I want you to experience this. And you can do this. Everything we're going to do today, you can do at home. And I want to show you how to do this because a devotional life, if you haven't done one, is critical. And if you have done one, it's easy to have it slip away from you. Is anybody like me, your devotional life sometimes will wane? Has anybody ever had that happen to you where your daily time with God will just kind of, you get busy? for those of you that, are, that, that lie in church, I'll raise my hand for you. How about for the rest of you that are honest? I mean, it's just, it just something easily can slip away. And I want to help you to be able to develop that consistent relationship with God. I, I don't like the word, it's a discipline. A discipline to me sounds like exercise, which I do. And actually, I don't hate it anymore because of the help of God. But if I could get the benefit without doing it, I probably wouldn't do it. This is different. This is something you'll begin to long for. The first point is this. I want you to understand in a daily relationship with God, a daily devotional life, a daily fellowship with God, that there is the promise, the power, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. There is the promise, power, and purpose of the Holy Spirit. Talking about God now. Not a human being that you may respect every day. In Acts chapter 1 verse 4, right before the ascension of Jesus... He made a command to the church. Now, remember, there are only three commands Jesus gave us to the church. One is to love one another. That's a command. The second command is to go tell everybody in your sphere of influence about the Savior. That's a command. The command doesn't mean, it means it's not a suggestion. It's not, well, if you get around to it. Jesus, command is one of the strongest words in the Bible. He commanded. And I want you to see the third command that he gave to every Christian. In fact, this third command is what empowers the other two. Let me show it to you here in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Jesus being assembled together with him. Again, this is prior, just right before he has ascended. He's already raised from the dead. Being assembled together with him, Jesus commanded them. Commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Say it out loud on all the campuses. The promise of the Father. Say it where you hear it. The promise of the Father. That's not some theological word. It is the promise of God, your heavenly father, to you. Incredible. Which he said, Jesus is speaking, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus called the promise of the father the baptism with the Holy Spirit. In verse 8, he tells you the outcome. He said, but you shall receive Power, that word in the Greek is the word dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. He said, but you will receive dunamis or dynamite or power after, everyone say after, 
after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And now listen, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And then he said to the ends of the earth. Those other cities weren't relating to me, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. But the ends of the earth is when he's talking to you. And you'll see throughout the first two chapters of the book of Acts, he actually speaks to future generations. And this is one of them. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit in you is what empowers you to be a witness for Christ. That's the first command. Go, Jesus commanded us to go tell the world about him. And do you know the ability to love people that said, says this in the scripture? That the love of God has been poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. You can't do either of the great commands without obeying this one. And I want to help you to understand that this promise, this power, this purpose for your life, the purpose of the Holy Spirit in a daily time with him in the daily presence of God is for you right now. No matter how long you've been a Christian or whether you, you just started or you've been a Christian for years or maybe you're here in our campuses or online and you've never given your life to Christ. You're going to have that opportunity today and join this wonderful privilege of walking with God. So we go to the second chapter of Acts and we see what Jesus referred to as the promise of the Father or the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And now let's see what had happened. What did it look like? And this is for you. Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance or the language. The Holy Spirit fell on them and something supernatural happened. A divine language began to come out of their mouth, a language unknown to them. It wasn't unknown actually to the people if you go on reading. And we're going to get more into the understanding of this next week. I'm going to actually help you to ensure that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to give you that opportunity, if you have received, how to continually move within it, and if you haven't, to be filled with the Spirit. So next week is going to be incredible when we get to the end of the service, a time in the presence of God. Only God knows what he's going to do in all our times together. It's going to be, it's going to be remarkable. But I want you to see right here in Scripture that he said, when the Spirit of God filled them, they spoke with these wonderful tongues as the Spirit gave them the words. Now again, I'll, I'll cover more of that next week. But the second point is this. I want you to understand that the spirit-filled life is for you right now. It's for you right now. Not for special people or people that are closer to God than you are. You ever notice you always think somebody's closer to God than you are? Except usually your spouse. But that's, enough. that's a marriage teaching. But here's the reality. I want you to see what Peter preached to the people after they saw the spirit of God fall on this 120. And now there's a crowd and he's about to preach to the crowd. And this crowd, listen, is without God. They are without Christ. They are, they are lost. Listen to what he said to them in Acts 2, 37. This is at the conclusion of him preaching Christ to them. When the people heard this, they were cut to their heart. And Peter said, and they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? What do we do? What should we do with what you just said to us? Peter replied, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. In fact, today at all of our campuses is water baptism. If you've given your life to Christ, you get the opportunity to do exactly 
what God commands you to do. Water baptized. Many of you are signed up at the campuses, but you can do it even if you're not signed up. We'll make that available to you at the end of the service. Remember this, every step you take in God, every step of obedience is a step into freedom. So important that we grasp that. Listen to what he said now. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say the gift. This means you can't earn this. This isn't for every, a gift is for everybody. And now he says, for the promise, the promise of the Father. He's referring to the experience that they just saw, they just had. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You say, well, is this Bible experience, is this what the Holy Spirit did? Can I experience that today? Well, when, when Peter spoke to them, had he said, this experience is for you and your children, I would say, well, that's not very clear. But then he stopped and he said, not just for you, but for all who are afar off, that's you. As many as the Lord our God will call or save. How many of you have given your life to Christ and saved, or saved by his grace? Listen, the scripture tells you it's for you. This Bible experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit is for you. It is, a, it is the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Why am I telling you this? Because if you don't understand the person of the Holy Spirit and the depths of what that can be in your everyday life, it's going to limit your devotions. It's going to limit your time to spend with God. It's the difference between AM and FM. How many of you remember AM? Years ago, AM radio, you listen to music. Uh, FM radio used to have, now you have satellite radio. It's like, it's like it literally getting something scratching, going listening and, and going to a satellite radio. Being born of the Spirit is the AM radio, if you will. Being filled with the Spirit is like the satellite. It's, it, God has this for you. It's such a privilege. Now, I want to take a minute and explain to you what my experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is relatively dramatic, and I've been very cautious through the years. I've been 29 years, and by, hey, by the way, this month, 29 years, victory, our anniversary on the 17th. Come on, man. Isn't God good? I would say in 29 years, I've, I've probably shared this maybe less than 10 times. And it's not because I don't want to. It's that I don't want you to equate God doing something in your life with it having to be dramatic or some, something that is out of the ordinary. But the God we serve is out of the ordinary. I said the God we serve is out of the ordinary. See, I was 16 years old. My mom had given her life to Jesus. We were raised Catholic and she was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit in what was called the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And my mom gave her life to Jesus and then the charismatic renewal swept every mainline denominational church and people everywhere were giving their lives and were either born again already or they were getting filled with the Holy Spirit everywhere. It was remarkable. But we didn't know the Bible. My mom began to go to a church that taught the word of God and the, the scripture that was their focus. And so she began to go to a church like that. But I don't know much about it. I have four brothers. Of course, my dad uh, was not a Christian at the time. And my mom just became so on fire for God, it irritated the fire out of my father. No, I mean, he was just irritated. He didn't like it. And we didn't understand it. So about a year before what I'm about to tell you happened, I gave my life to Christ through her influence and made Jesus the Lord of my life. Well, I had developed, as time went by, a boil on my right eye. Now, a boil is a pimple times 10,000. It looks like a volcano when it's on your body. 
and, and the stuff that comes out of it is not lava. It ain't pleasant. And I had, I don't know, seven or eight of them. And, and, and I developed one right on my right eye. And it was the size of a ping pong ball. And I mean, it hurt. So my mom took me to the doctor, you know, because it was great pain. You know, it's on your eye. It's a little bit precarious. And it had grown. It, it, and they usually have to open up like a volcano. And I'll leave it at that. And stuff comes out. But it wasn't quite, quite ready to do that yet. But it hurt like fire. Takes me to the doctor. He gave me some medicine. It didn't really. I don't remember doing anything. We, I, I'm trying to go to bed. I can't. I, I lay on our couch. And I can't sleep. And my mother's sitting up with me like moms do. And she wants to put something on the television for me. It's one, two in the morning. And back then there wasn't, you know, 400 stations. And there, but there were UHF stations. And Channel 53, for those of you that don't know what UHF is, Google it, YouTube it, you'll see it. It's a cool thing. Anyway, so she finds a television program for me to watch. Remember, this is a time when there weren't a ton of things to watch after midnight. Just a handful of stations. And she finds something called the 700 Club. And she says, uh, uh, you'll like this. And I went, okay. And she went to bed. Now, I didn't, I didn't know anything about the program. And honestly, when I began to watch it, I kind of thought it was a little odd. Now, you might say, I know about the see, 700 Club. I think it's been on for over 50 years. So I don't like the 700 Club. Well, I, I don't think they might like you either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you like. God uses people he said you like the 700 club oh yeah let me tell you why i'm watching the program and there's a guy named pat robertson and a black man ben kinchlow white and a black guy and they're holding hands praying i just wasn't used to that and they're kind of praying and making faces and and i'm like just like this is kind of it was odd to watch and so i'm watching this and then as they're praying, Pat Robertson stops and he says this. There's a 16-year-old boy watching with a boil on his right eye and God wants to heal him. <laughs> now, I just remember out loud, I, I, this, this is indelible. What did he say? And he repeated it. <laughs> and I don't know what did I go, who, is this real? Do I tell this? I'm alone in, the, in this room. Now, years later, I was on a Christian broadcasting station somewhere. I, forget, I think it was somewhere in Kentucky. I forget where it was. And, and they asked me to share this testimony about Christian television. By the way, if you're watching online, this was online before there was online. If you're at one of our campuses and you're looking at a screen right now and you wonder, is that the same as being present? Let me tell you something. You don't need a human present with you you need the literal presence of God and God will show up anywhere where there's hungry hearts aren't you glad for that awesome it's incredible now we need people generally but when it comes to a message and listen God is incredible so I'm just all I knew to do was say okay I didn't feel anything I just said okay then he went on and asked people about receiving Jesus. Then he said this, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, ask God to fill you. I don't know that, what that means. See, I'm a Catholic boy. The only thing I know about the Holy Spirit is that here's how we prayed. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And then we prayed our prayers. And then we ended. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. I didn't 
was never taught this, it is not a doctrine, but as a kid, I thought the Holy Spirit was more important because he got two. <laughs> That's just my mind. I, did, I, I had no problems with the Holy Spirit, unlike some of you. I didn't know what else to do but to say, look, the dude just talked about my eyeball. I'm like, okay. Then I felt something. It felt like the best I can explain it, like a warm blanket just laid on me. And then I find myself worshiping God in this language coming out. I'm speaking, not the Holy Spirit. I'm, and I'm, what, is, what am I doing? If your heart's hungry for God, he'll meet you on a bed at two in the morning. He's a supernatural God. And I was filled with the spirit and began to worship in other tongues. And you say, well, why do, now you know why I like 700 Club. So I just don't think that's legitimate. I don't care what you think. Why? Because a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a person with an argument. And I can tell you. That's a fact. This spirit-filled life is for you. Now, here's the third and most important part I want to take you to. The results of the spirit-filled life. The result of having a spirit-filled life, and I want to break this into something very specific, into having a devotional life where you experience the presence of God every day. There are results to it. In fact, if you're sitting in one of our campuses watching online or in this campus, you are sitting or watching the result of the spirit-filled life. 29 years ago, this church didn't start with a lot of wisdom and grace. It started with a word from God, and, it, and this happened. Why? Because God's amazing. He said, well, God only does this for special people. No, there are no special people. Remember this. The Bible says it this way, that God is no respecter of persons. What's that really mean? It means he has no favorites. Everyone is on equal footing with God. He has no special children, if you will. What is available to one, it's available to all. And there's no distinction in the heart of God for you. None. And here's my question. This was the call on our lives. But I have a question for you, and it's so important. Do you realize your life's, your life's purpose, which for 99% of you won't be to do this, 99.9%. But your life's pur- purpose awaits the very partnership and empowerment and direction of God the Holy Spirit. And he wants to do that for you every day. He wants you to experience this every day of the world. Now, Peter went on preaching onto this group, and I'm going to pick it up in verse 40, after he told them what's available to them. Now listen to what he said. We're going to keep reading the sermon. Acts 2, verse 40. And with many other words, that means he preached longer than people wanted them to. With many other words, now listen, he's talking to people that don't know Jesus. He warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Boy, that message is good then as it is today. He warned them. And then the Bible said he pleaded with them. That literally means begging. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message, that's a choice, were baptized, which you get to do at all of our campuses, including here, whether you signed up or not. How many of you want to take next steps with God? Come on, man. Every step in God is a step of obedience, is a step into freedom. Come on. At all of our campuses, this is for you. And they were baptized. And listen, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. 
Peter, who was denying Jesus to a little girl less than two months before, is now leading 3,000 people to Christ because the power of the Holy Spirit is the power to be a witness. You say, well, I won't do what Peter did, and you're not called to do what Peter did. And now here's the next part, and if you'll get this, it will help you to see this as a get-to, not a have-to. They devoted themselves daily. Everyone say devoted. Now say daily. Daily devotions. They had a devotional life, and I want to show it to you. They daily devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They daily devoted themselves to eating and being together with other believers. They daily devoted themselves to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. Many wonders, miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together. Everyone say together. This is part of a devotional life and had everything in common. What do you mean everything in common? There were tremendous needs because of the, the, the moment they were in the persecution they would experience and were experiencing and listen to what they did. No one told them to do it. This wasn't some government program. This wasn't a up top down. The apostles made them do it. Their relationship with God caused each of them to desire to do this because everyone has the same Holy Spirit in them. It said they had everything in common. They were even selling their possessions and goods and they gave to anyone as they had need. That was among their own, their own group. Every day, everyone say every day. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts that in our world would be coming to church. They shared meals in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Every day they were praising God. And enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord, now here's the outcome. And the Lord added to their number, how often? Daily. Those who were being saved. There is a result of having a spirits-filled devotional life. A daily time with God. And here's the first one. Is that you can daily save yourself from a corrupt generation. Not to criticize them. Because the end of this is to go rescue them. That's the ultimate purpose. But every one of us are looking at the insanity of our world. And it is utter insanity. And we can either be critical and demeaning or point a finger like I'm better than someone. But the only difference between me and anybody trapped is Jesus. There's no other difference. That's it. And the reality of it is, he said, if you have time with him every day, it will deliver you from the corruption of a generation. And I don't know of anything more important to a family today than that. He said that daily you'll have time in the word of God. They referred it to as the apostles teaching. A daily devotion of time in the word of God. Daily devotion requires daily relationships with other believers. That means your primary relationships that feed you should not be people that are far from God. It means that you're going to have to get off that fence and begin to give yourself to the people of God it doesn't mean you don't have great friends. doesn't mean you don't care about them. But if they're your primary relationships, you will never, ever experience the fullness of what God has for you. I like to live on the cutting edge. And everyone I know that does that is bleeding. This is what he's telling you a spirit-filled life looks like. is a devotion, an intentionality of being with God's people. And here that would be a small group. And then he said daily praying. Daily. And then he talked about generosity. 
a daily form of generosity. In Victory, that's kingdom builders. We have in, coming up in November our impact offering, the weekend of the 5th and 6th when we come and bring our best gift as we believe God to give $2.5 million into the kingdom of God, shaking the earth, raising up Christian leaders, shaking our nation with the power of God through those that are called to do it around the world. And every one of us get that privilege. Generosity isn't something you do to make God love you. Generosity is something that is born out of a relationship with him. Because the principal action of love is to give. And you'll find in your daily devotion that it will make you generous. And not just with your money. It will make you think of others. It will make you strategize for others more than yourself. In fact... He said that a daily devotion will cause you to desire to meet together with God's people. In this context would be a church where the average Christian today is coming to church that is committed to Jesus one out of every six to seven weeks. So if I'm doing that, what does that, what does that tell you about me? It tells me that the impact of a daily relationship with God has waned in your life. That's not a criticism. I don't know anybody that hasn't happened to at some point in their Christian walk. This isn't about what I'm doing wrong. It's about the pathway to get to have a relationship with the God that's crazy about me. Daily, they were praising God with their voices. Daily. And then daily, they were witnessing Jesus to people every day of the world. Which is how you live outside. This is what a spirit-filled life looks like. And I want to teach you how to do that today. In fact, at all of our campuses, I'm going to walk you through what a, 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 a devotional looks like. And the only thing that you won't have is a worship team with you. That's it. But you can supplement that with your phone, computer, Spotify, Codify, whatever, something. But you can spend time with And that's the only thing that will be different. But you can easily supplement that. And you can do this every day. If you drive alone to work, you can do it while you drive. You can have, God will meet with you. God, not Maxwell or Musk or whomever. God will meet with you every day. Everything in our lives, everything in our lives, everything in our lives have come out of God leading us directly. Everything. Everything, I'm, everything you see, every, every victory we've won is because He'll deal with your heart and he'll empower you and he'll speak to you and he'll show you things to come. He's God. He's not a game and he's not a religion. He wants to change my life. He wants to change your life because he loves you and he wants to liberate us. And daily time with God is available to every person. And at all of our campuses, we're going to do that in, in just a moment. And if you're far from God today or you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to, don't, this, well, what do I do? Just watch. At the end, you have a chance to join us and receive the Christ, just like they did that day. But I want to teach you, and we're going to spend a little bit of time in worship. I'm going to show you how to take your Bible and just simply read it and then pray what you read. Worship. At the end, ask God, what are you saying to me? And he'll speak to your heart. God of the universe will direct you. And then how do I respond? It's that simple. And if you have any consistency of this in your life, it'll change your life. I'm going to ask at all of our campuses for everyone to stand. I'm going to turn it over to the campus pastors and we're praying that God 
just helps you in that in the moments where you're at those of you online you're going to stick with us at the cranberry campus we love you guys so so much thank you for listening to this podcast from victory family church if you enjoyed listening please take a moment to rate review and share for more resources including locations and service times please visit lifeatvictory.com.